Welcome to the MCA Consulting Excellence Podcast, a regular look at the latest news, trends and opinions from the UK consulting industry. In this episode, MCA CEO Alan Lehman and MCA Think Tank Director Paul Connolly discuss the findings of the MCA's largest ever survey of young consultants, and we hear from the five panellists at the survey's launch event. recently uh, published a, a major report, Our Consulting Future, which is based on a significant survey of younger consultants in our member companies, uh, around about 400 of, of them filled in the survey. And I'm delighted to hear with me today is Paul Connolly, who wrote the report. It, it chimes very well with two projects which the MCA is currently engaged with. One is our year of growth. We wanted to understand very well what the skills were and the contribution of uh, younger consultants were to the industry, but also the development of our consulting excellence scheme and campaign, because clearly the contribution of younger consultants, the enormous range of skills and abilities they bring to the industry, is going to be very important in that. So, Paul, how did you set about conducting the survey, and what was involved in getting it together? Well, we were very grateful for the support of the young MCA, uh, one of our most vibrant networks. We brought together a group of young MCA volunteers and they helped us uh, scope and specify the questionnaire, which we developed a much more wide-ranging questionnaire than we've ever conducted uh, with our young MCA uh, people than in the past. And uh, they also helped us to run uh, three or four focus groups uh, that allowed us to, as it were, embellish some of the findings with some more specific uh, feel for what people felt about some of the topics. We surveyed uh, the Young MCA network, and as you said, Alan, around 400 respondents, a much higher rate of response than we've ever had in the past, notwithstanding the fact that it was a much deeper, wider survey than we'd ever done before. And I think it gives us a baseline picture of what it's like to be a young consultant right now uh, that is much richer, much deeper than we as an association have ever had before. As we say, Paul, the survey covers a huge terrain, So, but let's pick on a few, a few highlights and perhaps explore those in a bit more detail. One of them is the whole question of what's the educational background of these consultants. Where are they coming from? Where have they studied? What have they studied? A lot of data around that and I think also a, a changing picture. Very much a changing picture. We did a smaller exercise in 2011 asking people about their educational background and nearly 100% of respondents said that they had been to university and were graduates and in some cases had done postgraduate courses. That figure has fallen, admittedly only a few percent, but it's fallen really quite significantly. Also, we asked people in 2011 whether they were at Russell Group Universities or at Oxbridge. Again, those proportions have fallen. Now, on the face of it, someone might look at that and say, well, isn't that an intellectual diminution of the calibre of consulting? And we would say far from it. It's long overdue that consulting firms uh, need to 
draw their sources of skills, expertise, supply of new talent from a much wider pool than a classic graduate recruitment. And that's happening. We have more school leavers coming into the profession, more people who have just done A-levels. A little bit of growth in apprenticeships, particularly in the accounting firms. And one of the things that makes that crucial, this is our year of growth, but it was preceded by our year of digital. Being able to advise businesses on digital and understand their challenges isn't necessarily something that's synonymous with having a degree. So that diversification that business leaders have been telling me they want for some time is happening. Is it happening to an extent uh, that we would say it as yet constitutes a revolution? Not quite. I think most of our respondents still find a degree, a good and strong preparation for consulting, but it's noticeable and it is happening. And certainly one of the messages I think we heard the other week when we discussed the report with a large number of uh, young MCA participants, but also some of the business leaders, was that this is a deliberate policy, that people are deliberately going out, in some cases, to look beyond the traditional uh, pools of recruitment. Um, one of the things I've heard you say many times, and it, I think it must be true, is that there aren't many eight-year-olds in Britain or indeed around the world who tell their mummies and daddies they want to be a management consultant. <laughs> um, uh, but lots of them end up being management consultants. Um, how well, from the survey, can we tell that they're being prepared for, for, the, for the life of a management consultant? And what are they looking for in terms of the additional skills and perhaps training that would enable them to make real progress in the industry? Well, on the positive side, I think there's a lot of feedback from our young consulting cohort that tells us they think that consulting is a positive career choice. They think that they'll get good and transferable skills, they like the culture and lifestyle of firms that they're selecting. Where I think we as an industry have a way to go is relatively few people, as you say, reflect that picture of an eight-year-old saying, Mummy and Daddy, I want to be a, a sentence which I don't think ever finishes with the words management consultant. That's probably true of a lot of professions. I don't think that we're necessarily getting a sense across to the degree that we would like the consulting is a great profession. It is a great vocation. I think people are attracted to it because they get variety, exposure to a lot of bits of industry and the economy and the public sector. But the consultingness of consulting isn't necessarily what's attracting them yet. And I think that's connected to the business leader's desire to diversify the backgrounds that people are coming from. Because quite strikingly, people are saying to us that their educational background, on the whole, doesn't really prepare them for consulting at all. So as well as trying to project a consulting image to the market of young graduates and non-graduate recruits, I think it's essential that the MCA continues initiatives like Consulting Excellence, our work in partnership with the CMI on developing the chartered initiative that will allow us to say, here is a vocational qualification. Here is a career path in consulting that is meaningful and is commensurate with our belief that consulting is one of the great professions. And indeed, that many of the skills and additional training that younger consultants are looking for are core to that vocation of being a consultant. Now, we haven't got time to go through much more of, of this and uh, people who work for member firms can access the full report 
from our website. But one of the things that really leapt out to us when I looked at the data, we got some very interesting insight into the uh, demographics and the nationalities and the ethnicity um, of our young consultants, but also their housing situation. Um, uh, and, and particularly since a lot of them are inevitably based in London and the South East. Tell us about that and what you think the implications might be. Well, you're quite right to say that uh, the respondents are a very diverse group indeed, and they reflect not just the international nature of London and the South East as a honeypot for global employment, but also the diverse nature of our industry. Uh, consulting, UK consulting is a prized uh, export asset and I think that's reflected in the diversity of the respondents. Also, it's very dependent on uh, access to skills from across the globe. And I think uh, policymakers need to take heed of that fact, particularly in the context of forthcoming decisions of some significance that may affect our international standing and our borders. But because our consultants are heavily concentrated in uh, the southeast and in London, they do face some housing challenges. Uh, most of the respondents are in uh, rented accommodation at the moment. Maybe they want to be, maybe they're still living uh, with, with friends. But an astonishing 17% of respondents are still living with mum and dad. And I can't believe they want to. I certainly wouldn't have wanted to at that age. And I think that does present a very significant challenge to policymakers because if they're still living with mum and dad, they can't afford to rent either, let alone buy. And these are ambitious, not especially um, uh, impecunious young professionals whom you would expect to be able to find something in London and the South East, and they can't. And I think that's, uh, that problem is reaching uh, a critical level. Though it may be that they bring some of their consulting skills back into the parental home. <laughs> in lieu of payment, I'm sure. And MCA members can access the full report from the MCA website. And now to the report's launch. The event saw a panel discussion on the findings of the survey in front of an audience of HR professionals and young consultants. Following the event, the panellists were asked to give their final thoughts. We hear from Spyro Kometis, Capability Director at Chaucer Consulting, Marcus Dawswell, Management Consultant at Mont McDonald, Karina Gomez, Talent and Leadership Development Specialist at KPMG, Nigel Slater, UK Head of Management Consulting at KPMG, and Anne Frank, Chief Executive of the Chartered Management Institute. So, so, so I think it's brilliant. I really think it is. I think it's, it's fantastic because it shows us what the future of the industry is all about. Is, is this is a great cohort of people. This is, you know, they're, they're bright, enthusiastic, principled, ethical, hardworking, ambitious. It's just, it's all the things I wish I was when we had started out in consulting. Um, so, so really it kind of fills me with hope with what the future actually brings. I think we've got a, I think we've got a great and bright future. I think we have a fantastic uh, cohort to take us forward. And I think the survey has been really interesting. It's kind of shown us that there, there, is, a, there is a great future for us in consulting. Um, it's brought some very interesting findings. Uh, the, the most interesting for me is the, the diversifying group of consultants that are coming into the industry. Um, and I think this will only continue as, as we see uh, the apprenticeship programme move uh, more into fruition. Um, another interesting finding that we, that we discussed on the panel event this evening uh, was the number of consultants that are still living at home with mum and dad. Um, as I mentioned, uh, 
it's generally a, a one in five figure that we've seen and, and I can sort of replicate that um, with sort of peers and friends uh, in sort of similar industries and in, in the workplace after uh, graduating within sort of two, three, four years. Um, an interesting finding that I think doesn't necessarily rely on uh, the consulting industry to figure out but, but nonetheless uh, shows a different position that consultants find themselves in um, heading into, into con management consultancy. Oh, I thought it was hugely interesting and very helpful. I thought there were um, three key things that came out. The first one was really pleasing, that there was uh, uh, an increased level of diversity amongst that group. I thought that was great and really heartening to see, and I hope that it continues within organisations up to more senior levels as well. The second thing that I thought was really interesting was just uh, the backgrounds of people, the fact that it had uh, enhanced slightly from maybe a uh, more Russell Group or Oxbridge perspective than previously, um, so people's education is also changing. Uh, and as we heard in the panel debate tonight, uh, it was really fascinating that people were talking about both their education and also their soft skills, their kind of life experiences that have helped to, um, to shape them as consultants and they're both being equally important. What I thought was also uh, interesting was just thinking about the future uh, and the level of complexity of work uh, and just wondering whether um, the survey could do more to tell us about um, what, how people see their careers progressing, whether they see different jobs that don't yet exist, um, and also how people, you know, we can only see a couple of years into the future in our careers and, um, and just the fact that we may be expected to be at work for longer. Uh, so I thought the question about how much time, whether it was the bulk of their career that people expected to spend in consulting, I thought that was really interesting as a response as well. well. Well, first of all, it's really important to hear what people actually feel and what they think and it's a bit of a wake-up call as well because we're constantly trying to invest in training and development attracting best talents in but we've got to make the most of that talent as well and give those people the career path that they deserve and we'll make our businesses grow and some of the findings are really very interesting about our ability to make consulting a vocation that people want to stay in to create career paths that are meaningful where people feel they're growing as their career grows and becoming professional in, in what they do also what's interesting about it is, is some, some common themes around diversity around moving towards much more agile working practices and understanding how we diversify the pool of talent we bring into our firms but also how we make the most of those people. I think it's a bit of a call to action to say we spend a lot of money and time developing people, we could do that better. I think it's also a recognition that, that the way that those people want to spend their careers, develop their careers and, and, and be good consultants is changing from how we've done it in the past. And I want to listen to that, react to that as well and it's very powerful to have that at our fingertips and it certainly made me think very hard about how we get the best value from our investment and create careers for people that will stay in our business, make us successful, make themselves successful and ultimately serve clients with better excellence. I think it's absolutely vital for industries to listen to the views of young practitioners because after all they are the future generation, they are going to be shaping uh, that profession. I think in particular uh, the survey that the MCA just did highlighted a number of wonderful opportunities. Uh, what you see is young people want to have um, identification with consultancy as a profession. They want the profession to better professionalize them to provide more of a career path. They also want to feel that that career path can support them throughout the stages of their careers. There is clearly um, an opportunity to do a better job of retaining consultants. And I think that whilst they are absolutely recognizing the wonderful and forward-looking 
people practices in saying that they feel supported, uh, what they're also saying is um, they want to feel that support for uh, the longer term in their careers. And last but certainly not least, um, as was said this evening, uh, there's a real wake-up call for understanding and embracing the importance of digital not only within the consulting practice, but also in terms of working practices within consultancies. So overall, I think it was an excellent effort, and I'm sure if it's listened to, it will be very valuable. Thank you for listening to the MCA Consulting Excellence Podcast. To subscribe to future episodes, you can find us on the iTunes Store and SoundCloud. For more news, trends and opinions from the UK consulting industry, visit www.mca.org.uk.